Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitchen Counter Talks. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm Jordan. And this week, we have another super exciting episode where we are talking book reviews. Going through a couple of books that we reviewed, uh, or that we read, and that we're now reviewing. We did this once before, and I think it was a pretty big hit. I think a lot of our listeners here also like to read books. So I'm excited. I think this will be fun. Me too. Yeah. Before we start with our first review, Jordan, I have not seen you in so long. I know. What is going on? (laughs) I know. I, uh, well, usually Alyssa and I text like every single day. Yeah. But I I had conferences this week and so it was just. One of those weeks. (laughs) It was so busy and I would get home. I went to bed at like 8.30 one night because I was like, I'm just so tired. Just drained. Um, but this weekend was really fun. Alex and I went to Punchbowl Social, which we have to take you and Nick to. It was so fun. It's like like a bar, but a fun bar. Because sometimes I get bored at bars. Mm-hmm. Like you just stand around and like drink and chat, which is like fun, but yeah. it, not for it's a whole night. It's fun when you have a game, like when you have yes. games there. Uh-huh. So this place is all games there's like love that bowling there's an arcade there's like darts cornhole bags whatever you call it um and then like giant yard games too so like connect four jenga there's like karaoke rooms so it was really fun and just had like a super fun energy there so that is so cool i love when places have that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i feel like typically they have one or the other like they might have a bag set or they might just have darts but it's so fun that this place has options all of it yeah Yeah. where where is it it's in st louis park oh really yeah okay super cool yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, we went to a place similar. Well, not similar. We went to, to Surly this weekend. I think oh, you yeah. guys have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have never, Nick and I have never been there. But um, this weekend, Nick's parents were in town and um, they wanted to check it out. And so yeah. we did. And it was so fun. I think it's probably more fun in the summertime because it looked like they had a big outdoor mm-hmm. patio and stuff. Um, but the day that we went was super nice and they had pretty good food and i feel like that was a good place too that's super fun do you guys Mm -hmm. have plans for the we're recording on super bowl sunday so do you Mm -hmm. have plans for the super bowl tonight we did nick's parents were supposed to be in town um, all day today but they ended up deciding they're gonna leave this morning because they're going on a i think it's like a last minute trip this week oh fun yeah and so they decided to leave this morning and so right now we don't have any plans which i don't really mind i was telling jordan just Mm -hmm. before this that um my mom has been staying with us for about a week and then nick's parents came like the day that my mom left and so we've had a lot of people over it's been super fun to have them over but it's nice just to yeah have your space yeah but um so i don't think we'll do anything which is kind of nice yeah that is yeah what about you guys we're going to watch with some friends tonight, which nice. will be really fun. But I just, I have never understood why it has to be on Sunday nights. I agree. 
And I feel like it would be super easy to put it on a Saturday. I think it'd be and so much more fun if it was on a so Saturday. So much more fun on a yeah. Saturday because I feel like every year I have to like work up the strength to be like, you like hanging out with people, you have uh-huh. fun, uh-huh. pretend it's not a Sunday. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I think it'd be so fun if it was on a Saturday too, because then you could have like an all day yes, thing. Yes, exactly. You know? And I think or, that would be so fun. I feel like football's on at noon all the time on Sundays. Why can't it be right. noon and you still could do like a mimosa or Bloody Mary bar before yeah. and then like you could make that super fun. But yeah. Sundays just feel, Sunday night feels like. It's so, oh. yeah. I typically don't stay up and watch the whole thing. Like I'll probably watch until halftime and then yeah. go. Cause just because. You have to get up and go to work in the morning, yes. and I'm not about to stay up super late to watch a football game that right. has two teams that I don't really care for. Care for. Yes. <laughs> now, if it was the Vikings or the Packers, that might be a different thing, right. but I don't These really teams care I'm like, about no, playing. don't care. Yeah. Um, my mom has been in a, it's called a pick em league, and so mm. every week of the football season, you pick one team that you think is going to win. And then mm-hmm. if they win, you stay in the league. If your team loses, you're out. Oh. Um, so she has made it all the way through. Oh, my gosh. So it's down wow. to her and, like, five or six people are left. Uh-huh. So this is, like, really big deal, her last pick. And she won't tell any of us who she picked. Oh, god. She's like, I just, I'm nervous about it. But that I have so funny. zero cares of who wins. So I'm like, yeah. just tell me, and that's who I'll cheer for. But yeah, she doesn't right. want to. Oh, I'm excited shoot. because we're going to a Rihanna-themed like dance workout class today. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's like perfect Super Bowl. Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be so fun. We've been watching. Um, this is we've had breakfast this morning. Nick's been putting on all the past halftime show performances oh that's fun and so we went through we watched like the one of michael jackson in like mm-hmm. 1993 we watched bruno mars we watched maroon 5 we watched snoop Dogg. it was just mm-hmm. kind of funny to see him through the years of yeah. just the performances and whatnot my hot take on super bowl performances is bruno mars had the best one yeah and he's just like your grandma's Love Bruno Mars. Yep. Your eight-year-old cousin loves Bruno Mars. Everyone loves Bruno Everyone Mars. Everyone loves Bruno Mars. Yeah. And his, like, the energy he had just watching on TV, mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. I was getting hyped yeah. up. But then when I was watching everybody else, I was like, eh. this is just, like, another thing I'm watching. And yeah. I feel like that's so hard to do when you're doing a concert mm-hmm. for the entire world. You know, right. like, to do a concert on TV to try to get everybody amped up. Yeah. So, was Post Malone take. last year? Um, I don't remember. Whenever it was Post Malone, yeah. I I like Post Malone, so I was like, that's fine. But my dad was like, I've never even heard of this guy. So that was like kind of a weird one. Mm-hmm. I think he was 2021, it looks okay. like. Yeah. Who was last year? Let's see. Super Bowl halftime 2022. Yeah. That was Snoop Dogg last year. Oh, yeah. I don't I actually like have one. any memories of that one. Yeah. So I thought obviously it, was it wasn't very good if I don't remember it. Yeah. 
And then Katy Perry did one one year. Hers is also fine. I really like Katy yeah. Perry, but it just wasn't anything I was writing home about. Yeah. I'm just you ready know. for it to be Taylor Swift. Same. I know it <laughs> will be at one one day. It will one be. One day it has to be. She's got to quick re- get done re-recording all these songs. Yeah. So she, I would buy tickets for the Super Bowl if she was the halftime show. Never any other times, but if she no. was a halftime show, I would. Imagine it was like a team you cheered for while Taylor Swift was that would the be amazing. performance. If it was Could like you the imagine? Packers... Yeah, if the Packers went to the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift was a halftime show, it's a win-win because Nick yeah. loves the Packers. Yeah. We both love Taylor Swift. At that point, so that you would... could justify spending the $30,000 to go. I would. You would be yeah. like, it's both of our dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Savings, sorry. House, yeah. sorry. Future house, whatever. <laughs> See ya. Kids, college <laughs> fund, <We've> got... done. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Packers in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> that would be a year yeah that would be super <laughs> cool um oh one other thing i wanted to say was have you started watching the new season of you yet i finished it last night did you really oh yeah. my gosh i think well it came out on like thursday so i think we did like two episodes a day <laughs> yeah we started i think we started on friday this week and we're probably halfway through yeah because it's only no. A couple, because they're doing like the half and half thing, yeah, which is which annoying. Which is annoying, but okay. Whatever. What are your? So Alex and I are on completely different pages with it because he's really liking how it's like a who done it, like a it feels like Knives Out almost, like uh-huh. who who did it. But I really like Creepy Joe, who uh-huh. falls in love and then does all of these really bad things, but he justifies it because he's in love. Uh huh. So I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I think I have to watch more of this yeah. first half to kind of get a feel. Because I agree. I like I liked Knives Out. I've mm-hmm. liked the other seasons of you. Um, I'm liking this season so far from where mm-hmm. I'm at. It's not as gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah. yeah. And like kind of like the crude is the type of word that's mm-hmm. coming to my mind. Yeah. And I'm liking that part of it where it does just seem like a murder mystery. Yeah. Compared to like, I don't know what it's been yeah. in the past. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of it though to mm-hmm. get a better feel. Yeah, because I liked Knives Out and I do really like this season of You. But I feel like Joe's just not as like creepy because he's more. Yeah. And I almost kind of like that aspect of him. Yeah. And I... I don't know. I kind of just like can't believe that they're not like they're not talking about his kid that he has. I know. You know, I just I don't know if they start talking about him more, but I'm just it doesn't really make sense to me that he's just like, oh, yeah, I had this kid who I started to build a relationship with towards the end of Uh last season. And now there's just no kid. We just got rid of the kid. There's no kid. Well, did you because they dropped him off at a friend's doorstep. Yeah. And, and so like, now he's like, and now I just live in Europe. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's weird. What? So I was kind of nervous. And I think I'm probably just really skeptical about this season because this is what the fourth one mm-hmm. now. And the other three, I felt like were all equally good for yeah. the most part. Like they all kind of did the same thing. Pretty much like similar stories, mm-hmm. 
same style and now this one's just like very different yeah so that i think that's why i'm not liking it as much but like i said alex loves the new direction it went in interesting yeah Yeah. so you'll have to let me know when you watch more of it yeah i will we'll probably finish it today or tomorrow i'm guessing yeah yeah all righty well should we get into it yes let's do it all right do you want to kick us off with your first book Yes. Should we actually say, so we're going to do these reviews and we're not, like, there aren't any spoilers. We're just giving our summary and our ratings on these, but there won't be any spoilers for these first few books. And if there are, we'll say spoiler. So you can listen with open eyes. Okay, so the first book I'm going to talk about is called The Wife Before by Shonora Williams. And I rated this book a 4.5 out of 5 stars. I thought it was really, really good. But mm-hmm. it's the exact type of book that I like, where it's like <laughs> a yep. murder mystery, like where you're trying to figure it out along with the main character. Uh huh. So I just, I love that style. Yep. So basically, it's about this girl who lives in Miami and she can't keep a job. She like doesn't show up for her shifts. She just kind of mooches off of her brother's money. Mm-hmm. And the first few pages, her brother's like... I cannot continue to support you. You need to, like, get a job. I found you a job. You need to just go to work. And I Mm -hmm. cannot pay your rent anymore. So she starts working as, like, a waitress. And she's working this event. And there's this really handsome guy there. She hits it off with him. And it turns out he is, like, this big-time golf star. And in the book, he they kind of, like say he's the next Tiger Woods. So Mm. obviously this guy isn't real. So he's not living in the same world as Tiger Woods. But we're saying like he's the next Tiger Woods to kind of put Mm -hmm. in perspective of how good of a golfer he is. Yeah. So she's like, ooh, like, okay, but doesn't really get golf, doesn't know who this guy is. And he likes that she doesn't know who he is. Mm. And she's kind of like, That was a weird comment, but I'm going to move past you saying that. Yeah. Anyways, her brother finds out that they're dating, and he's like, you cannot date this guy. He killed his wife. (gasps) Oh, And she's like, what? No, he didn't. Like, that can't be true. So she calls him out on it, and is like, people are saying, like, you killed your wife. Like, is that true? And she Googles it, and, of course, there's tons of articles saying, like, He's a suspect in the murder of his wife. He's like, no, it wasn't me. Like, I was framed. I don't know what happened, but, like, I loved her so much. It was horrible. Yada, yada. She totally believes him. They move in together. And while she's living there, she finds the ex-wife's journal. Ooh. Yes. So then the book switches from you're reading like her perspective to you're reading the wife's journal. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. So the wife's journal has everything, all uh-huh. these twists and turns in it. All it is just like so good. It keeps you on your toes. And that was why I liked it so much because it was like, we're twisting this way. We're, we're going this way. Oh, I did not see that coming. Uh-huh. Um, it was a really quick, easy read. And I think like all of like the twists made it impossible yeah. to put down. It was so good. And the ending, 
I would have never predicted it. So I love that kind of that. Yeah. So why then the 0.5? Where did the 0.5 deduction come from? Um, I'm really, I don't really give five stars Mm -hmm. very often, but I will have a five star review. Maybe because I don't even know. Yeah. Just something about it wasn't all the way a five. Yeah. But it was really good. I love those types of books where it's like the different points of views and then I Mm -hmm. like love even more when it's a journal point of view and you're like seeing what people are writing in or Mm -hmm. what the person's writing about or thinking and like that I feel like just brings a book to a whole another level because I feel like the author has to be a really good you have to be able to write a super specific way to go from in my head mm-hmm. point of view to journal journaling point yeah. of view yeah and I feel like that's so hard to do but when it's done well it just makes the book so much better yeah and it, it reminded me of a mix of Verity and The Wife Upstairs so if you've Two read really good books yeah those books and you like those you will for sure like this one okay I'm sold I'm gonna put that on my must read yes book in Goodreads then yes definitely Awesome. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yes. What do you have for us? Okay, so I have, of course, Colleen Hoover. I don't think we could do a book review without (laughs) reviewing a Colleen Hoover book. And the book that I have is Ugly Love. Have you read this one? No, I haven't. No? Okay. I wasn't sure how to describe it, so I'm actually just going to read the back of it, and then I'll kind of talk to the back of it. But anytime I was, like, writing my own summary, I was like, I'm going to spoil something. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, when Tate Collins meets airline pilot Miles Archer, she knows it isn't love at first sight. They wouldn't even go as far as to consider themselves friends. The only thing Tate and Miles have in common is an undeniable mutual attraction. Once their desires are out in the open, they realize they have the perfect setup. He doesn't want love. She doesn't want, she doesn't have time for love so that it just leaves sex. Their arrangement could be so surprisingly seamless as long as Tate can stick by the only two rules Miles has for her. And so essentially the the book is about this girl Tate um, Mm -hmm. and she moves back. She moves in with her brother um, who is like a super big like he's a her big brother but he's a super protective big brother. And this guy Miles who they start having this like friends with benefits type of a uh, relationship yeah. um, is her brother's best friend. And so they're like kind of doing this in secret behind her brother's back while she's living with her brother. Okay. Um, the brother and Miles, they're all pilots. And then Tate is a nurse. And so they all work these super weird hours. Um, but this book goes back and forth between real time for Tate and Miles' past and Miles' present and so you're getting like these three different points of view um which I feel like makes the book go by so fast it's a super super easy read and then the I feel like once you hit like the middle of the book it just goes so quick like all the drama everything Mm -hmm. just kind of starts to happen at once then it's like one of those books that you just can't put down yeah um the thing with this one though once I finished it I thought it was an amazing book. I was like, five stars, so good. And now that it's been a few weeks since I've read it, mm-hmm. I can't remember the story of how it Interesting. goes. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And so 
I feel like I have books that I've read years ago that mm-hmm. I could still tell you, like I could still summarize the entire story for you. Mm-hmm. But this one, for some reason, the story just like hasn't stuck with me. And yeah. so I think this one is a super, super easy read. It's a very good book for a quick read. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not one that's going to be like it's going to change your life you know I don't think it'll end up being like anybody well I shouldn't say that it just wasn't my favorite book like I said the second I closed it I thought it was so good Um, and while I was reading it I was like I can't put this book down but now looking back it's just not a story that stuck with me so because of that I say it's a three out of five stars but it is worth it to read okay it's not it's not a bad read yeah it's just and it's literally just because the story didn't hasn't stuck with me so I just think that's saying something that it wasn't life-changing especially for her because I feel like a lot of her books do stick with me Mm -hmm. so that's kind of interesting I'm always the opposite I'll be really hard on a book when I put it down and be like eh it was okay Mm -hmm. and then I realize I keep thinking about it and I'm like oh Actually, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I think I'm the opposite. I think, because I think, well, books like right at the end, I feel like are the best Are really parts, good, yeah. Like are always so good. And so I think I'm on that high of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe this. That was so good. And then it's, if I'm still, some books I'll think about like a week later, I'll still have the story in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then others I'll be like, I don't even remember what I read about. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I think that was one of them. Um, but again, like I said, it's totally worth it. The drama is very, very good, very emotional, mm-hmm. um, but just not a story that stuck out with me. If someone hadn't read a Colleen Hoover book and they were mm-hmm. asking you for a couple of books to start with for, with her, mm-hmm. would you recommend this one? Um, No. I don't okay. think like this would be the start. I think I would always say it start with it ends with us and then it starts with us. Mm-hmm. I think those are my top. Um, and then the, like I said, this one is just a super easy. Like I feel like if you're on an airplane or on a beach, like yeah. this is a perfect travel book to read. Okay. It's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. My next book is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. And I, I'm going to give the rating later. Okay. So I wanted to read this book because people on TikTok rated their books from the year and I saw mul- multiple people rate this as their favorite book of 2022. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sweet. I definitely have to try this. Well, then on Goodreads, it was very, very wide range of reviews. Mm. So many people were saying five out of five stars, best book ever. I loved it. And a lot of one or two stars saying like they didn't like it it was too long it was not the best writing things like that and Mm -hmm. I totally see both sides Mm -hmm. so the book starts with our main character in a coffee shop in a brand new to her small town and some guy comes up to her and just starts screaming at her saying you need to get out you are banned from here and she's like what the heck well it turns out it's her twin sister who is banned from the store or the coffee shop. Mm. And she has come to the town to help her twin sister. Well, her sister really, really sucks. And a lot of the story revolves around her twin sucking because Mm. while she's at the coffee shop, her sister steals her car, steals her money, and leaves her with her 12-year-old niece that she did not know existed. 
So it's set up for a really good story because you have her navigating this new town, her trying to be a guardian, her Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where her sister went. Is she in trouble? Does she actually need my help? Is she getting herself into trouble? What's going on with that? And then, of course, we have the guy who yelled at her becomes our love interest. Mm. So... It's pretty good, but you know how you were just saying it's hard for authors to switch between, like, voices? Yeah. I feel like it was hard for this author to do that. Mm. Um, She switches between the girl I was just talking about and the male love interest. And Mm -hmm. I felt like when she was the male's voice, it just felt awkward. Like, she didn't really, like, she was kind of trying to be too hard to be in a guy's head. And Mm. it just felt, like, unnatural. So I didn't love that. Um, Overall, the actual story was really good. And the last, like, 200 or so pages were really, really good. However, it was a 600-page book that probably could have been 300 pages. Oh, gosh. That's a long book to be 600 pages. (laughs) Yeah, it was really long. And it was like, there's kind of no point of it being this long. So it definitely was not a quick read. And I just felt like there was too much fluff to get to the point, you know? Um, Yeah. So I actually only gave it 2.5 stars. Mm -hmm. I see, like, it's a book when I was done reading... I was like, actually, like, that's pretty good. When I summarized it in my head, I was like, yeah, that's, like, a pretty good story, and that was a good ending or whatever. But then when I was like, well, it took me, like, two weeks to read this. It was 600 pages. Mm -hmm. There were some parts that were really boring. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So definitely if it's on your list of books to read, because I've seen it on a lot of people's Mm -hmm. lists, Um, I would try it because, like I said, the reviews are really mixed. For me, I'm not, like, super recommending it. Yeah, that's good to know because this one was on my list of ones I wanted to read. But then I think I talked about this in one of our other episodes recently where in our updates, um, I read the book What Alice Forgot. Mm -hmm. And that storyline, like, the story is so good. It's such a... Mm-hmm. interesting good story but then I, there were times where I was like I'm just this yeah. might have been written in the best way even though again the story was really good the mm-hmm. you know how how just what the story was is supposed to be super interesting yeah. but then just how it was written I was like I'm not too excited to keep reading this because I just want to get to the I want to fast forward that's get to the good parts 100% how this one was where yeah. I almost felt like one night I stayed up really late reading it Mm -hmm. And not even because it was good, but because I was like, this has to be going somewhere. Yeah. You just want to get to the point. And that's frustrating too. Like when I pick up a book, I want want it to be because, okay, I can't stop thinking about this. I need to know what happens next. And sometimes with some books, I'm like, I'm picking this up because I just want to get it over with so Mm -hmm. I can get on to my next book. That's totally how I felt reading it. Yeah. Good to know. Interesting. I'd love to hear though, if anybody listening has read this book. And had, like, the opposite reaction, had one of, like, the super yeah. positive reactions. Well, I was talking to my friend Linnea about it, and she was like, oh, you didn't like that book? I loved it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear that take, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Um, fabulous. Should we move on to the next one? Yes. I'm excited for you okay. to talk about this one, because it's my next read. 
Yeah, it's definitely worth it. So the next book that I'm going to talk about is The Silent Patient. I have it actually right here with me because <laughs> it was just so good. Do you have it? Do you want to borrow this one? Can I borrow it? Yeah, I've yes. got your, this one too. So I'll give that one back okay, and then give you this sweet. one. Um, so the next one that I'm reading is, or that I am rating, is The Silent Patient by Alex Micadellis. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah, so good. I wasn't sure about it at first mm-hmm. because it's, well, I'll give a summary and then I'll say I wasn't, why I wasn't sure about it. But essentially okay. what it is, is this woman is found in her living room with her husband tied up in a chair and he was shot in the head five times and that's essentially like where the book starts um from that moment of the police finding her she stops talking she just like never then says a word again i think it's like um the story is taking place like six years later maybe 10 years later okay um and she's in this like psych ward and the book is pretty much written by um, her psychologist at the time and Mm. um, the guy who's like doing therapy on her trying to figure out what actually happened and why she won't talk because she was obviously charged for the murder she was found with the gun in her hand right after the gunshots happened standing next to her now mm-hmm. dead husband and so like it just looks like she was the one who did right. it she wouldn't talk to defend herself so they're like well this is pretty easy you're getting charged with the murder of your husband and so um then like i said the book is taking place a few years later where she still has not spoken for many many years um and the, her therapist is trying to like piece together what actually happened and he then starts uncovering things where it makes it seem like did she actually do this? Why isn't she talking? What is the deal here? And it's super interesting because it goes back and forth between the therapist's voice and then her voice from like leading up to the events of the murder. And it was so good. Um, Just how the author wrote it between the two voices I thought was so good. Um, And then also how it jumped from Mm -hmm. like the time frames was also written very very well um the other thing i liked about this one was the chapters are super short okay and i feel like when that happens it just helps me read through a book yeah so fast um but it was one i wasn't sure about it in the beginning because like the murder happens right away and i feel like in books the murder usually happens like in the middle and you're trying to like figure out what Mm -hmm. happened and i guess that's kind of how this one happened but just with that being like the very forefront and then trying to uncover like takes mm-hmm. backtrack and figure out what happened i wasn't sure about it um but once i got to like the second chapter i was completely hooked i was like okay i need to keep yeah. reading and see what happens it's such an interesting like perspective too i feel like that hasn't yeah. been done before which yeah. makes it really fun yeah it's it's so good and then the ending like the last probably the last 100 pages it's just like twists and turns and twists and turns and you're just so excited to read it going on so i really liked it i would probably give it a five out of five okay if i had to say and i just finished reading this one probably a couple of days ago so it's still i'm still on that high but i thought it was i thought it was worth it for sure okay Awesome. Yeah. So this next one we both read. So we're going to do a quick summary about it. And then we're going to switch to 
talking about it a little bit more in depth. So we'll mm-hmm. let you know when that happens. And if you don't want spoilers, then fast forward. Yeah, but we'll tell you right before we give the spoilers. Yes. Okay, so we both read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I feel like is the hot book right now mm-hmm. that it seems like everybody's reading. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to just go right into the summary of it? Yeah. Okay. So big-time Hollywood actress Evelyn Hugo is like 80 years old, right? 79, something like that. And she's finally ready to tell her story, and she is not going to leave out any details. And this has been like a long-awaited tell-all because she has not given any information about her life since she was like 16. It's all just Uh been like speculation. So this is a super big deal that she is going to sit down with a journalist, and share everything. Uh But what's super interesting is normally if an actress were going to do this, they would go to like a really good author or People Magazine, E! News, someone with a really big platform. And she picks not an intern, but like definitely bottom level journalist. Yeah, working her Mm -hmm. way up. So everyone is like, why did she pick you? Like, And at first, I didn't really think that was a relevant detail, but it definitely mm-hmm. turns into a relevant detail of why she was picked. Yeah, and that's something that they like start to hint at in the yeah. very beginning. So it's like something that you're the whole time like, hmm, yeah. what's, I, what's going on there? I feel like there was so much happening that I didn't really even pay attention to that. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure she just wanted to be nice or whatever, but yeah. Um, but it's such a good book because it's like this juicy celebrity tell all it feels mm-hmm. like, but then it has love, like all these love mm-hmm. stories. Cause it's her seven husbands mm-hmm. and it has heartbreak. It has the Hollywood drama. And then it just mm-hmm. has like, I don't know. I felt like it was such a good message about how you like she had all of this money and it really didn't mean anything because she didn't have anyone, any friends or family to share that love with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And it was interesting how like that was the reason why she didn't do tell-alls and that's the reason why she didn't really like tell anything about her Mm -hmm. life. She kept everything so private so she could keep becoming more and more and more famous like she's like i just want to be the biggest yes star out there Mm -hmm. and then for her to like then look back and be like "Hmm, yeah i don't really know if that was the right thing like if i could do this all over again i don't know that i would do it that way yeah i when i finished it i recommended it to Alyssa, my mom my Uh grandma i was like you have to read this book it was so good did you feel i haven't even talked to you since you finished it did you feel the same what were your thoughts on it yeah I thought it was really good I was I'm not gonna lie I was super super skeptical at first Mm -hmm. because it's just not the type of book that I would normally read I normally am not a fan of things that take past like take place in the past Mm -hmm. I think when is this when is her story it's kind of like 50s ish right yeah yeah because she's like old Hollywood yeah and I love like celebrity news and mm-hmm. gossip and I love that kind of stuff but just in the 50s I was like I don't really know if I'm gonna like this mm-hmm. and then um just also with what else was I gonna say 
I think just because, like, I didn't know if there was going to be a big hook. Like, it's not, like, a right. big heartbreak. There's not, like, a yeah. dead husband in here. Like, I didn't know how it was going to go. But I thought it was written so mm-hmm. well because it just kind of, the way it's written is it goes husband by husband. And it yeah. tells the story of each husband. And it just felt like there were so many teeny tiny stories in this one yeah. big story to put it all together. And so I think that's the reason why I really liked it because how it was written with yeah. all like these teeny tiny stories and all these little details that then go together and yeah. make one really good story. Yes, you know? totally. Yeah. Um, okay, should we get into... The Some juicy of the, yes. details. Yes. Yeah. We're going to so talk we, a little bit more candidly about the book. So there will be spoilers. Yep. So if you, so if you look, haven't read it, fast forward. If you have, so go with the us juiciness with see us. if you agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alrighty. Okay. Do you want to get right into the ending or should we go with some of the smaller things that happened? Let's do smaller things and then we'll go to the ending. Okay. Yeah. Um. When I was reading, I forget, shoot, okay, it's been like a month since I've read it, so I'm not remembering names, but Mm -hmm. when she's married to her best friend, Harry, yes, Harry, and then Celia's married to Harry's boyfriend, boyfriend, I was like, I don't understand how this is the most perfect setup. How on earth are there going to be three more husbands? I am not getting it. I had the exact same thought. I was like, this is what they all want. Like, yeah. this is... This is perfect. Perfect. It's absolutely perfect for them. And then I was so... I loved the part where Harry and Evelyn had a baby. Uh-huh. I thought that was like... I didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it did happen, I was like, okay, this is such a sweet Now it's like part so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Why did it break up again? Why didn't it work? Because, okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. So it ends because Evelyn does a movie with her first husband. Yeah. Or may, no, her second husband. And yep. they have Is that like. Mm hmm. Yep. And they have, like, obviously they don't actually have sex because it's the movie, but it's like that's super, right. super close. Like, it's the mo, because now we're into like what, the 80s? Yeah. So it's going to be the most revealing sex scene. And risky. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like, did you, like, do you agree with Celia that that was too far of her and worth, like, ending things? Or what were your thoughts on that? I had, like, a split view. Because if I was in, like, if I was in her shoes mm-hmm. and the person I was dating or my significant other did something like that yes I would be so hurt like I would it would be really hard for me to Mm -hmm. come to terms with that but then at the same time with the industry that they're in it's like you kind of have to expect that you get to you lose control of what you're doing of what Mm -hmm. you say like you're now I don't want to say a pawn but you are kind of a pawn in Hollywood's Mm -hmm. game and like whatever type of movies they want to release I don't think you get that much of a say on yeah. what you say or what you do in the movie. You just take direction. I mean, you're an actress. You're not the one who wrote the story. So yeah. I don't know. I was like, I see why she was so upset. But at the same time, is it what worth like losing everything over? And my thing too was she, because Evelyn used to be the like it girl, like 
They just describe her as being so beautiful, such a good actress, all of these great things. But yep. now she was kind of on the tail end of her career and she's trying to still stay relevant. And yep. so I feel like she did that so that she could still be in the limelight. And like mm-hmm. you were saying before, that was kind of her whole thing. Like she was mm-hmm. going to do whatever it took to be the it girl. Yeah, and that's just what she was doing. And um, I I also think like, see, like, wouldn't you do the same thing? Because she mm-hmm. was also like right. almost just as popular. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been interesting to, I guess, if Evelyn could have fought back and like said something about that. But yeah. I know that they had had problems in the past with Evelyn not being, I don't know, I wouldn't say faithful, but mm-hmm. doing inappropriate things yeah for the wrong reasons maybe. yes yeah you know um on that though i when those two got together like when they were first best friends and mm-hmm. then they fell i was not expecting yeah that at all so that was kind of a fun twist for me to be like mm-hmm. oh my gosh shocking yeah you know <laughs> and then it was just like I just love that through each husband after that like they were still like the constant yeah like throughout and the entire thing. And you just knew thing. like that, that was her true love. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like so interesting reading and like at that time they would have lost it all. And now yeah. she was finally ready to like share like, no, this was like the love of my life. Yeah. And I like because once they introduced Celia as being her, like the they were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I like how she, who was the one writing? Marilyn? Is she the... Was she the writer doing the interview on all this? What was her name? I don't remember, but that sounds right. I think it was Marilyn or something with a yeah. M. Um, I liked how she asked that super early on. Mm-hmm. And going into the book or going into this whole interview that she was doing, she was like, I'm going to get the big question answered Mm -hmm. which is who was evelyn hugo's real love and Mm so in my mind i was thinking that this is what the whole book was going to be about and this is going to be the big surprise ending of who the one she actually loved the most was but then like a third of the way through a fourth way through the book they said it was her and i was like well this is interesting yeah what now like isn't this what this book is about and then it was nope and <laughs> i book was about was totally content just reading like her tell-all i was yeah. like if we just end with her sharing every detail and then the book is over i will be so good with that yeah but then we had the big surprise do you want to share it yes i was just gonna say the girl's name is monique not Mary. oh monique the, yes 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 um yeah the girl who's doing the interview and taking yeah. this all on um you want me to share the ending then yes we're gonna okay. give away the ending the ultimate so spoiler. It, if you're still with us and don't want spoilers fast forward <laughs> yep and so there's a point in the book it's probably i think it's on her sixth husband mm-hmm. maybe that this happens where so harry who has been her best friend throughout the entire book mm-hmm. was her one of her husbands the person that she had a baby with um he was the one who actually had a boyfriend the one Mm -hmm. who celia was married to and they all four like were like actually with each other's partners yeah and then married to like a husband and a wife because Mm -hmm. like back then that was a big it was a big no right um 
anyways, a little bit off topic, but um, Harry's significant other who he loves this entire book ends up passing away Mm -hmm. and harry is just distraught this is after they already have their daughter and he just is like i'm never gonna find love again he Mm -hmm. went down this really dark hole um and we end up finding out that a few years later he ends up finding this person that he's like okay i actually have a spark here i I think i can Mm -hmm. find love again um and so uh, he ends up getting into a car accident and um harry ends up dying in the car accident Mm -hmm. and the guy that he was with was also in the car accident Mm -hmm. and during that time um harry had been drinking and driving Mm -hmm. and that's why they crashed and so evelyn was the one who ended up finding him because she was driving to his house to go to the airport to pick him up for the airport and she ends up seeing the crashed car and going to find him um and so she sees that she sees that he's like barely hanging on for Mm -hmm. his life and so she grabs him puts him in her car Mm -hmm. and she takes the guy who is in the passenger seat and puts him in the driver's Mm -hmm. seat and he's already passed he's yep he's already passed um and so it just looks like that this guy was in the car alone and that he was drunk driving and he Mm -hmm. was the one who crashed the car um and it's kind of just a story that they breeze over and i mean they don't breeze over but they kind of like breeze over that part in the book and you kind of think she's just telling it because this was like a very like she knows it was a super wrong thing that she did um yeah because she thinks harry's gonna pull through and she's like it would just ruin his whole career if it comes out that he was drinking and driving and killed somebody so she like thinks she's doing something for a friend but obviously knows like this is really wrong so that's kind of why you think she's telling you yeah exactly um and then harry ends up passing away Mm -hmm. from that he also ends up dying and so um again they like just kind of breeze over she finishes telling her story Mm -hmm. and she finishes telling like her whole situation of like these seven husbands this is my life Mm -hmm. um i would so much rather have like celia be my love this entire time like publicly openly rather than hiding it with all these different husbands you know Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what she says that she's now 80 years old her daughter had passed away harry Mm -hmm. had passed away who was her best friend and celia had also passed away yeah um and so they finished telling the story and monique the person who's hearing all this she was like okay this whole time you've been telling me that there's I'm a reason here, you like, picked a reason. me yeah yeah and you keep telling me i'm gonna hate you we just finished this and i, I don't hate you like mm-hmm. what's the big deal um she pulls out a letter that harry had written um, for or no other the, way the so passenger the, had written for harry yeah the yep you're right so the passenger had written for harry and it was and in it was harry's much, pocket yeah 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 it was in harry's pocket when harry died and evelyn kept this this whole time um and so this passenger had written this super like really big love note um to him essentially saying you know i know you want me to run away with you and go live in europe but i have this family i have a wife who even though she's not my romantic love she Mm -hmm. is the love of my life because she's my best friend and we Like, we just have, it just works perfect. And I, I, I'm i excited to see her at the end of every day again, even though she's not, like, the person I love romantically. Mm-hmm. She is the love of my life. She is my soulmate. And she's I'm the mother of my daughter. 
yep the mother of my daughter and i also love my daughter so much that i mm-hmm. couldn't leave her like she is my everything and when she ends up finish when monique finishes reading this note she realizes that that was her dad mm-hmm. her dad had died in a car accident when she was really young when she was like seven mm-hmm. and her whole life had all these great memories of her dad but it was tainted by her dad drinking and driving yeah and that actually wasn't the case yeah harry was the one drinking and driving who ended up killing them both mm-hmm. and she lived her whole life thinking oh my dad did this when her dad didn't yeah and so then that throws monique in a tizzy and of course like it makes sense mm-hmm. um and then from there um how do we say like this last part i don't want to screw this part up like how she tells her mom or what do you mean no like the how the book ends like how it ends ends you just want me to keep going yeah keep going okay so then um the last chapter pretty much is monique going back home and the next day they're supposed to have like this big photo shoot with her to like Mm -hmm. be on the cover of this magazine and whatnot um and monique then ends up going back the next day even though she's really upset she's like i appreciate that evelyn told me this so then i don't Mm -hmm. go my whole life thinking this bad stuff about my dad um and the whole like question behind that monique keeps having is when do i get to release this book yeah for evelyn like when oh i know evelyn keeps yeah. saying like after she dies i can release this and she's like i don't mm-hmm. know when that's gonna be so i have mm-hmm. to just sit here with the story forever or like yeah. what do you what's the deal um and so they do the photo shoot and the whole time evelyn's acting kind of weird she just mm-hmm. keeps saying like oh it's so nice to hear that one last time or it's yeah great to like be do this again and you know i'm happy that this is the last time and I'm she doing sends things like her that um like work, personal assistant yeah on a vacation which yeah. is very kind but you're also like oh interesting yeah and so then monique starts to put two and two together like mm-hmm. wait a second she's about to be alone for two weeks she kept saying like this is the last time i'm doing this this mm-hmm. is the last time i'm doing that she realizes that evelyn's actually going to commit suicide mm-hmm. and She's, like, going back and forth. Do I do something about this? Or, like, I respect her enough where I know that this is what she wants. Like, mm-hmm. she wants to go this way. Um, because they, it also comes out that Evelyn has cancer. And mm-hmm. she's going to die a really tragic, really hard death with mm-hmm. the cancer she has. Because that's what her daughter went through. Um, and she ends up just letting her yeah. do it. And then it came out in the news. And then Monique was able to write it's a really good book yeah i still like get goosebumps thinking about the ending because it was just like so powerful and yeah. i was sitting on the couch reading it and alex was right next to me and i was like oh and another person died oh and <laughs> another person died because it it did feel like harry died celia died her daughter died like it yeah. all happened everyone kept dying john died the other yeah celia's husband yeah and you were like i it was just her able to reflect on her whole life and then realize I would trade all of this money, everything I have for those people to be sitting here with me right now. And I think that was just like a really, really powerful message because we all, I mean, maybe not everyone, but most people aspire to be what she was, right? Like, oh, the it girl of Hollywood, like how cool she's beautiful. Like, even mm-hmm. at, at everyone knows her name yeah even at 80 they still describe her as like stunning and just mm-hmm. 
Um, like she so, commands a room. Yeah. Even though it was fiction, I just felt like it felt really real. Like a celebrity yeah. actually could be telling me this story. Yeah. And it could all yeah. be true. Like I would 100% believe it. I agree. It was written so well. And mm-hmm. just the twists at the end, like yeah. all of that at the end, getting summarized in the last few chapters, I was mm-hmm. like, what in the world? That's yeah. crazy that all this, it's just stuff that you were not Expecting. I think that happened a lot yeah. throughout the book. Like, there was just a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. that you weren't expecting. And like I said, this is not a book I would normally read, but it was so, still mm-hmm. so good. It, like, drew me in completely. Yeah. So, really I really good. liked it. It was one of the best books I've read in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked it, too. Definitely, definitely recommend. Yeah. My mom was telling me they're making it into a movie. Oh, really? I think it would make a fabulous movie because I oh, love yeah. movies like that where it kind of switches between someone telling the story and then you're watching the yeah. story. And the book already does that. So yeah, I think it would be would a be really so good. good movie. Jeez, imagine if this and It Ends With Us came out like around the same time. Oh, my gosh. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. That would be so good. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts about that one? Um no i did not yeah. see the ending happening and and to yeah. be honest i wasn't even like waiting for the shoe to drop like yeah i was totally content with her like finishing up her story and everyone going home <laughs> mm-hmm. so. i i kept hanging on to that though like with monique with her kept saying those one-liners to monique like oh you're not yeah. gonna like me once we get to the end of this yeah so I was really hoping I just didn't I was like how good can this actually be yeah like how I feel like that sort of thing is pretty predictable too but once mm-hmm. you finish the story I was like I don't get how this ties together yeah and then all of a sudden it's like oh yes what it was a total so. and wasn't it one of those books like where you just felt like you had to talk about it but then there was way too yeah. many details like yeah. I felt like I needed to tell Alex what had just happened because it felt really big to yeah. read it and then I was like, well, actually, I'd have to summarize basically the whole book. The entire to thing. To be able to tell you, tell you 17 different this, people are. Yes, why this was significant. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that's so funny. I always do that to Nick. Whenever I have a really good book, I'm like, okay, buckle up. I'm going mm-hmm. to summarize this whole book for thing. you so you can hear what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think funny. that's why I like doing these podcast episodes. Because <laughs> yeah. I can summarize my books. we can finally books. just openly tell people who hopefully want to know something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, hopefully everybody likes listening to these book reviews. Hopefully you have a couple new books to add to your wish list. This might even be our longest episode yet. Yeah. Looking at the time. Yeah. So if you're still listening, thank you for sticking around. (laughs) And we will see you next time on The Kitchen Counter. Bye.